This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Live Saturday edition. You can, uh, as always, bring up whatever might have to be on your mind. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, updates, the Shrine of Female listeners, and more. Of course, we'll give you more information on that as the show rolls on tonight. Uh, But to start things out, I want to talk about just an absolutely outrageous police abuse story. And we've certainly covered our share, if not more than our share, of uh, police abuse stories on this show. Well, I think that's the role of the pr- the press um, in in a free country is to well it should be it, it doesn't to keep an like, eye on the uh, the authorities. I mean, that's, that's why that the, the press needs to be free. Well, I don't think the press does a very good job of it. So we're trying to pick up the slack. Well, they're making <laughs> sure that uh, that Brittany uh, you know does the right things. Well, in fact, in the case that we're going to talk about, the the press actually assisted the police in running cover for them. So and then it's at its worst when the press is the press. They don't really run cover. They just say whatever the cops tell them. Well, okay. By default, they're running cover for the police. They're parroting the uh, the official press releases of the police and not doing any investigative work when it wouldn't be that difficult. So it's just it's story after story. There's there are new instances of police corruption and abuse every single week in this country, and we only hear about a fraction of them, obviously, because that's not what this show is all about. So, you know, we I'm sure if we looked closer, we could do an entire three-hour show every single week about this if we wanted to. And from time to time, it goes beyond just stealing someone's drugs or taking money from somebody or taking their car or whatever it is that the cops are doing that's just naughty and uh, corrupt. It goes beyond corruption, sometimes into the realm of murder. And the last time we talked about a, uh, a case where the police clearly murdered someone in cold blood was, I believe, the Del- one of the Delaware task forces that they had put together, uh, some anti-drug task force. Shot them, of course. some dude on a uh, front porch there after tasering him a couple of times. Right, some guy who had just come home from Iraq, as a matter of fact. Uh, so he'd gone over and supposedly served his country and then was served with a bullet to the head. From his local police department. And the police, of course, as always, were, you know, they covered for themselves. The police spokespeople, you know, they saw, okay, we're investigating. And then they investigated and they determined that, no problem here. We haven't violated any rules, so everything's fine. You've got a dead man on your hands, but no one is accountable for it. That's usually how this goes. Yeah, pretty much any time that somebody just dies um, when the police are around and they kill them, uh, the, the, the cops have killed them. It's, you know, they're judged and adjudicated by their internal investigations. Everything's fine. Don't yeah. worry about this, citizens. Nothing to see here. Go on. The police are so good and so experienced at covering up for this nonsense that they can get away with it in front of eyewitnesses. They can murder people in front of others who are standing there watching the entire thing go down and then the story com- that comes out later is completely di- the the police's story is completely different from that of the eyewitnesses, and the police are believed, and everything's just brushed under the rug. This story comes from the Portland area. Fuad Katie is his name, the victim in this case. Katie, a suspect in three hit and run crashes on the day of his death, this from the uh, the Portland Indie Media, was bloody, naked, combative, and unfazed by 50,000 volts from a stun gun when he leapt atop a patrol car and threatened to kill Officer Willard, said police. A Clackamas County grand jury later cleared both officers of wrongdoing. This is how the corporate media apologists describe the killing. And this is all most people know. 
And that's why it's so hard to find justice. Because these things are framed by the police state, the corporate police state. They use the term corporate a lot in here. Uh, they are skillfully spun. And I'm in not a, sure what a corporate police state means. What does that mean? I don't know. I, mean, I think it means that the police work hand in hand with uh, the big media companies to cover these things up. That's what the suggestion is here. But really, what's more important are the facts in the case. And we'll get to those. Uh, they say that they're skillfully spun in a manner that makes people not care. The story, everything, and if they can, cr- the story is everything. And if they can control the story, they control the outcome. That's why it's up to us to reclaim our voices and tell the real stories. Well, thank goodness we have the internet, where these things can be done these days. In fact, the story of the killing of Fouad Cady is very different than the strangely dispassionate words in this blurb would suggest. For those who have forgotten, here's what really happened. Fouad Cady was driving down the road when he caught fire. It's the belief of many members of his family that he'd been transporting gasoline in his mother's car because his truck had run out of gas. The fact is, uh, that fact is supported by witnesses who observed that the pickup truck he'd been driving apparently had run out of gas in front of a local business earlier in the day and had been towed away. Cady was seen, back, uh, seen heading back home to get his mother's car. Witnesses at the tow yard reported that the truck was out of gas, so it does appear likely he had been transporting gasoline. And as he was a smoker, that is probably what sparked the flames. Mm. In any event, however it happened, a fire ignited as he was driving the car. We know this because the fire touched off several small grass fires along the road he was traveling. In addition, at least one witness reported seeing the windows of his car black with smoke as he drove past. As he was flailing about trying to put out the fire, his car struck another car, driven by Tiffany Stenko, and then another. Moments later, with the cab of his car filled with smoke and fire, he went off the road and crashed into a small wooded area. I almost felt it too obvious to add that most people would not be able to drive much better than he did if they were on fire. But the corporate media and police agencies involved in this killing continue to harp on the alleged hit-and-runs that occurred as he was <laughs> struggling to, pull out, uh, to put out the flames. When I the mean, co- he didn't run far. No. He ran to this ditch. <laughs> I mean, he was still on the scene. When the uh, car finally stopped, Fouad got out in a daze. Witnesses note that he was burned over his entire body from the waist up and that he was bloody and confused. He apparently suffered injuries in the crash, aside from the burns that were so severe that flesh was literally hanging from his body. Now, I actually listened to... I spent about 40 minutes watching YouTube videos about this incident today, mm-hmm. and I actually listened to the testimony of the police officers. Yeah, I did, and too. They, they absolutely backed that up. This man yep. um, was, by their own words, covered in blood and skin hanging off of his I body. I can't tell you how many times they said covered in blood in those, uh, on those news reports. In a, in a catatonic state. Well, in what you watched, they did loop it a bunch of times, but um, just to reiterate that fact. Anyway, he was in shock. And uh, he apparently suffered uh, suffered injuries in the crash, aside from the burns, again, flesh hanging off his body. Now, shock is normal when the body suffers this level of trauma. And as is often the case when people are in shock, he was confused and not acting very coherent. This is not because he was some drug-crazed weirdo, as the media has repeatedly implied. It's because that's how people react when they're seriously injured. And by the way, they, I don't know if it, if it says this later, but they did test, do a toxicology report mm-hmm. because the police were suggesting they thought he was high. No drugs. No problem. Uh, so, continuing here. It's at this point, an interesting side detail emerges. Because almost every account in the event in the media makes reference to a good Samaritan who supposedly tried to help but was kicked in the chest by Fouad. This helps build a scary image of Fouad that the media created, the one the public was expected not to empathize with. But there's a strange smell in this story, if one digs for it, because the good Samaritan was hiding something. He disappeared into the woods after Mr. Katie, and when he came out, his hands were covered with blood. 
It was his story to the police that he was bloody because Fuad kicked at him, and he grabbed Fuad's foot to protect himself. No one else saw what happened. The stench starts rising only later if one digs a little more than anyone in the mainstream media or the police force did. Because as it happens, the Good Samaritan was one Ronald Proyer. He didn't tell anyone at the scene, not even the police, that he is in fact Tiffany Stenko's uncle. She was one of the accident victims. Mm. Remember, she was the woman whose car was initially struck by Katie's car. What are the odds that Mr. Poirier just happened to be around right then? Just happened to be available to follow Mr. Katie into the woods to help him like that? Just happened to forget to mention the police's, uh, to the police's relationship to the woman involved in the initial accident? And yes, Miss Stenko had a cell phone and had contacted at least one member of her family prior to Mr. Poirier's fortuitous appearance. Seems odd that the media would continue to refer to a good Samaritan without uh, asking any questions about this little detail, unless their purpose is really to just make people believe that this guy was an irredeemable freak who had it coming. I don't think that that's necessarily the the media. I I just can't believe the media's in this. Um, cult- they're just incompetent. Yeah, I just believe they're incompetent. They they did they said whatever the cops uh, told them to say, not that they told them to say whatever the cops reported, and that's about it. Now we haven't even gotten to the killing yet. <laughs> Boy, is this messed up. These cops, they did this whole scene, from what I understand, in 28 seconds. They arrived on the scene, tasered this man several times, and then shot him to death. We'll explain what happened in detail and explain to you why you should care about this. Why this could have been you. Because it could have. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show, live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams there, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version both for free for you, freetalklive.com. Com. Movies, lingerie, marital aids. AdamEve.com has got a special af- uh, special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off. AdamEve.com slash talk. 800-259-9231. Talking about police brutality in America. And it is a much wider spread problem than you might think. Especially if you're new to this show, because we certainly talk about it a lot on Free Talk Live. But there's just not enough coverage in the media. There's not enough serious coverage. They don't really pick apart the information that they're given from the police department. And the story we're reading sort of suggests that there's a conspiracy between the media and the police to cover these things up. I'm, I think I'm with you, Mark. I, I think that there's no conspiracy going on. It's just incompetence. It's just local media. It's, I mean, it's it's just lazy journalism. That's all it is. And look at look at the, the just the state of journalism in general tends to be pretty lazy. I mean, they just it's easier to take a government press release, change a few words, and put your name on it, and then throw it out there. Nobody really does any real reporting anymore, or very, very few organizations, few individuals actually do real reporting. But uh, luckily, the uh, the Portland Indie Media has really done a great job of uh, breaking into the case of Fouad Katie. He's a uh, young man, looks like he's in his late, uh, was in his late 20s at the time, I think it was around 27, when he was driving while allegedly carrying some gasoline from one point to another, uh, we're not sure exactly how the the blaze uh, was ignited, but, a, but blaze, a, smoker. a blaze was started on the inside of his vehicle. He, of course, was on fire at that point, and uh, 
well, he lost control of his car, hit a couple of cars, and then uh, rolled his car into a ditch, got out. I don't think the story is mentioned yet that he, um, at some point, be- got naked, because probably because he was on fire or his it's shorts were burned off something. or whatever. We were told, uh, I, I think it was... Um, the media or some some people were told told it was a very hot day and he might have only had shorts on to begin with when he was transporting these things. So um, what happened was he ran into or stumbled into the forest. Basically, he was completely in shock. I mean, the, right. his skin people was do, hanging do off. Odd odd things when right. they're in shock. His uh, his skin was hanging off of his body. He was covered in blood. After this, uh, and so then um, somebody went out and supposedly tried to help him, and he was just out of it. After this, Fuad uh, wandered away from the scene, and this is the run in the hit-and-run story. He wandered off down a dirt road through a nearby nursery and just kept going. People began calling 911 to report him, as he was obviously not well. Injured, losing blood, confused, and in shock. His behavior was indeed odd, as anyone's would be under the circumstances. And yes, he was naked. He had been dressed earlier that day, but something about being on fire can leave one looking disheveled and not as socially acceptable as people who weren't nearly burned to death a few minutes before. After a while, Fouad came to a nursery where a man named Robert Montgomery was just closing up the door of his semi-truck. Mr. Montgomery saw Fouad uh, weaving up the street toward him, and then just saw him sit down in the road. Obviously, very badly injured. Now, uh, the guy was covered in blood, naked, and sitting in the road. That is correct. Another witness, Elaine Thornlim, also saw this, as she had been following Fouad down the street to look after him. When he sat down, she stopped her SUV and watched. Dozens of nursery workers also saw what was happening. Moments later, the police car came careening up the road and almost drove right past Fouad as he sat there on the pavement. One of the witnesses waved them back, hoping the cops were there to help this man. It's a common mistake. And this well, is, I mean, that's, that's, what be, that's what people would expect is right. for the police who protect and serve to come and... This Text is, and serve. That's why I'm reading this story, so you can know better and be very afraid of these people. They're like dangerous animals. Well, I, I don't know that they're necessarily always that way, but the, the, the problem is, is that... More often than not, they are, Mark, I, and you I, need to be very cautious when dealing with the cops. I, I, I can agree with you that, some, uh, that, that there are a lot of times when calling the police is a bad idea. Um, you know, it turns out to be a bad, bad idea. So, uh, so here we go. The officers, uh, again, rolled up on the scene, were waved back by the witnesses, and it is at this part that the author says, I am made sick to my soul, because both officers, in their own words, have admitted they could see how badly injured Fouad was from the moment they drove up. Both admit that he was obviously very badly burned, that he had skin hanging from his body. Both say they knew he was unarmed. He was naked. Yeah. Where are you going to hide your weapon? But the news report, as I recall, does say that they uh, thought he right. was armed. Right. The news report, again, that's the cover-up. just parrots the police story to suggest that police thought he might be armed. Oh, really? Anyway, they described him I in their own I suppose that words. gives them license to shoot any of us, because right. any of us could, be, could possibly be armed. Well, again, uh, usually when the police... Use, even if they don't use deadly force, if they just whip out a taser and shoot somebody, usually their excuse was, I was frightened. I was frightened for my safety. And they used that excuse here, too. Though he didn't really do anything that was in any way, shape, or form should have been frightening to these cops. Uh, He said, uh, so apparently, again, the cops admitted that they saw that he was badly injured, burned, skin hanging off of him, covered in blood. They described him in their own words as being catatonic and in shock. Both acknowledged that when they approached him, he was sitting quietly in the road. He was posing no threat to anyone. 
And yet, rather than calling for medical help and waiting for it to arrive, they savagely attacked this poor man as he sat there, more vulnerable than any human should ever be. Now, they, they said that he was catatonic, but they attacked him? They sure did. That doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. According to all witnesses, and even to the officers themselves, they leapt out of the car and assaulted Fouad with tasers. One witness told me they jumped out like Starsky and Hutch, ran over to him, and started barking and hollering orders, then just started tasing him within seconds. Now, there's there's uh, audio of this, correct? Uh, no. The, the only audio that exists is audio of the uh, one of the cops, Officer Willard, calling in the scene... You know, code three or whatever the you know whatever the code is, calling it in and then calling for back or calling for uh, for an ambulance because shots have been fired. There are 28 seconds between when he calls in the scene and then calls for the the shots fired. Hmm. So, uh, so again, lots of witnesses standing there watching this happen, watching the police barrel out of their cruisers and then give orders to this man, which again he's in shock. Right, he His skin is hanging <laughs> off of him, but he's just sitting there. Sitting there, as, as the cops described, Indian style. It wasn't like he was crouched getting ready to jump the cops or something like that. He was sitting in the middle of the road, Indian style, and the cops were ordering him to lay on his back. Now, remember, he's got his skin hanging off. Right. He's burned. It's a hot day out, and they want him to lay down on the concrete. Very bizarre. So, even if he wasn't totally coherent, it still would make sense for him to not lay down as the cops were ordering him to do. But what we've seen with the police these days is if you disobey the police, they have the ability to tase you and get in no trouble whatsoever for it. It doesn't matter anymore. The old original idea about the taser has been completely shoveled in most police departments. Right. The original I, I idea was if you, the police officer was in danger of you know, bodily harm, that they could use the taser to subdue the person that, that was putting them in that danger. It sort of makes sense. You know, the, the, sure. the taser would be something... Uh, you know, it's safer than a gun. Um, people don't die, and that mostly, way the police... Mostly they don't. You know, uh, police, if they're in danger, they can uh, protect themselves. And and I think that's the way it is still in some police departments, but many departments have accepted the new taser rule that says that you may use the taser to achieve compliance. It is a pain compliance device in that if you do not follow the orders of this police officer, he will tase you, and nothing will happen to him for it. So that's what they did here to Mr. Katie. Since he wasn't laying down on the uh, the burning hot tarmac or whatever, the, the concrete there. With his uh, skin hanging off. With his skin hanging off. They tased him again and again and again. We'll tell you the rest coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list, and I can tell you an update is going out tonight. Uh, I, I think we should probably talk about our special little offer we're going to be doing at the Free Talk Live store, maybe towards the end of the show, because it takes effect at midnight. Okay. Uh, and we'll explain why coming up later. So go and uh, get on the updates list if you don't want to miss out. Updates.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. SACL, CAI, has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It is really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, 
and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Talking about a disturbing story, and when we finish telling the story, we will get right to the, the phone calls here, uh, but it's important to get all this information out. It's uh, the story of a man named Fouad Cady, and he is now dead man at the hands of the Oregon police. What happened was he uh, ended up, his car caught on fire as he was driving. Well, one was a local police officer and one was a state police officer. Is that not correct? I believe that's, I think it was actually sheriff and city. Okay. But uh, either way, he was driving, he is uh, inside of his car, caught on fire, he crashed into another car, he, you know, stumbled out, his skin was hanging off, he was covered in blood, he stumbled around for a little while, and then ended up sitting down, Indian style, in the middle of the lane of one of, of the road. Uh, at that point, the police arrived on the scene, they piled out of their cars, these two cops, and they uh, started yelling at him, yelling, ordering him to, uh, even though he was clearly not a threat, I mean, he's naked, by the way, naked, uh, bl- covered in blood, skin hanging off, sitting in the middle of the road. The police are yelling at him to uh, to lay down, and that's where we pick up the story. It says, uh, again, according to the witnesses, the police just ran out, started barking orders, and started tasing him within seconds. The police's story is a little different, though not that much. They make it sound like they tried to reason with him for a while first, but even they admit that he never even got up, never raised a hand, before they started searing his already seared flesh with taser barbs. The facts support the witness's story more than theirs, and that the killing took place within seconds. He never made a threatening move, or even so much as a rude gesture. All he did was sit there, unable to comprehend what they were saying. And 28 seconds after they leapt out of their car, he was dead. Now we get the 28 seconds number, because you can hear the cop call in the code when he pulls up, and then call for the uh, the backup or whatever after he'd killed the guy. Right. There's, Shots fired. There's audio. Right. Yeah, they, they were the ones that shot, that shot. He didn't have a gun. He was naked. Right. Didn't have any weapon. That's what naked means. He, he has nothing on him. Clearly stunned. The cops themselves used the term catatonic to describe this man. Yes, they did. That means he was out of it. I mean, this guy was out of it. He's sitting in the middle of the road, and the cops started tasing him. They say they demanded he lie face down on the ground, and when he didn't comply, they tased him. This non-compliance, this is, uh, that is the combative part of the story we keep hearing. They were claiming he was combative. But even both police officers admit that he didn't follow their orders because he wasn't able to. He was catatonic and in shock and confused. They admit this, and yet they continue to claim that tasers were appropriate to use when he didn't comply. What in the world... I mean, what in the, what are they thinking? It's clear that these people are not here to protect and serve, because if they were, they would have said, hey, man, you okay? You okay, man? We got the, we got the paramedics on the way. Yeah, and, and the, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to do. Right. Let's, let's say they, they made a mistake, and, and now they're covering up. It obvious, obviously, the more often that uh, someone makes a mistake, and the more often it's covered up for them, the more they realize, I can do anything I want. Mm. And that's the message that's being sent to police officers everywhere. I'm sure, sure. that there are a whole bunch of police officers that do their best day in and day out oh, I'm sure. to, pr- to protect and serve the public. But the, the sad part is, a number of them are sadists. Yeah, and, and they're being... Straight uh, up. The, the message that's being sent to them, what they're being incentivized to do, is whatever the hell they want. And that's not good. That's not good for anyone. It wouldn't be good for you and me if we were put in a position of power and allowed to do whatever we wanted without any kind of uh, punishment if we did something wrong. 
So even the fact they demanded him lay down uh, face down in the first place is inexcusable in the opinion writers or the uh, article writer's opinion. Remember, this Mine is too. a guy whose skin was burned almost to the bone. Didn't these people ever take a first aid class? And if not, what business do they have answering a call like this in the first place? Excellent question. They tasered him repeatedly, and they never gave him a chance to comply. They demanded that he lie down, and then that he go over there and lie down, directing him to a yard on the side of the road. This was after <laughs> well, they. It's a good idea to get the guy out of the yard. Um, you know, if uh, giving him an order to to move out of the road seems uh, reasonable to me, what doesn't seem reasonable is doing is, is punishing the guy when he doesn't follow the order right. when his skin is hanging off and he's uh, bloody uh, bloody from head to toe uh, per their own description. Remember, we're talking about a span of 28 seconds. So they yeah. gave him an order, he didn't comply, they tased him, then they gave him another order to go on the side of the road, but he was still being tased, so, you know, what are you supposed to do in that instance? When you get tased, you lose control of your muscles. You, you can't, I mean, this guy was already in bad shape. Right. So, what is he supposed to do? So then they tased him again because he wouldn't comply, and then they tased him again. Adam, it's bizarre. Uh, the officers apparently, throughout the tasering, Mr. Cady never tried to hurt the officers, never resisted in any way other than to not go over there and lie down. And how could he have complied anyway as they never stopped tasing him long enough to allow how him to do so? How do they even so? know this guy isn't deaf? You know, I mean, we just had a story where the cops uh, tased a man for being deaf. Yeah. Because he was pointing to his ear and saying, I can't hear you, so the cops tased him. Uh, the officers describe him as convulsing home. and reacting to the taser as anyone would. Yet the media story is that he was unfazed by 50,000 volts from a stun gun. Makes him sound uh, that, like a, that makes perfectly good sense to me that he was, he's was in shock. Un, well, yeah, he was in shock. Uh, I, I bet he was unfazed. But that doesn't mean you shoot him. Makes him sound like a real scary monster, doesn't it? And that's the plan. A witness told me he heard Fouad begging the police not to tase him. Hmm. Please don't. Please don't, he repeated. But they didn't stop. After being tased and tased and tased, he finally leapt up and tried to get away from the pain. He ran away from the officers. But the officers followed him and tased him again. Because <laughs> they don't know what else to do. They're just Apparently morons. Apparently they, they know how to shoot. On another si interesting side note, when they tased him th this time, he may actually have been attempting, attempting to comply with their demands because he was trying to run in the direction of the yard. They just told him to go over there, too. In any event, when they followed him and hit him again with the taser, he turned and tried to go the other way. Blocked by the police car, he climbed up on, up on top of it, still in a daze. And that's when they shot him to death. According to Robert Montgomery, one of the witnesses who was standing right there, it was so fast he couldn't believe what he saw. He said that there was no possible justification for what they did. And here again is an interesting detail for anyone who really cares what happens, which the media obviously doesn't. Because in their statements, both officers repeat an intriguing mantra. Both claim repeatedly that right before they shot, Fouad screamed, I'm going to kill you! I'm going to kill you! Strangely, both uh, both officers repeat this in the same dull monotone every time they say it, as if memorized from a cue card rather than experienced from real life. And even more bizarrely, the nine other witnesses that were close enough to see and hear the entire incident, guess what they said? They said they didn't hear that. They didn't hear Fwad make this threat. If anything, all they heard was, please don't, please don't. No one, other than the officers themselves, heard them threaten their lives. Hmm. Why do you think the media didn't see that? It was right there in the police reports. Why didn't they report the threat? Or why did they report the threat, but not the apparent contradiction of the facts? Why did they tell us what the police claimed without telling us this claim was an obvious lie?
In fact, even if he had screamed out such a threat, it would have been irrelevant, because he was one small man. Well, the media probably didn't even read the police report. Why would they read the police report exactly. when there's a press release that No they can journalism. Get? No real reporting. He was naked, burned, and in shock. I've seen, I've, saw, I've seen a picture of this man. He's not a big guy. He's like, maybe a little bit larger than, you know, maybe about your size, Mark. Not huge. About 180 not a, pounds? Not a hulking dude. Uh, aside from the guns and the tasers in their hands... Speaking of hulking guns, I'm not that uh, small. Bergen actually had guns stuffed in every available orifice. Hey, he even had a gun in his fat little boot. How are we to believe that they could have feared for their lives, as they claimed? That's what the cops said. They claimed that he was growling at them and telling them he was going to kill them. But none of the witnesses saw any of that stuff. And they were right there watching the whole time. So how do you explain this one? Hmm? Can anybody really take the cops' side on this one except for the cops? Well, guess what? We've got the official uh, interview with one of the cops' spokespeople on the way. This is Free Talk Live. We'll see what she has to say. What's her excuse? Free Talk Live, it is your show, it is the live Saturday edition, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, go and become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is if you want to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, then you should go and contribute three bucks a month to the show. Well, now, we take that money in and we reinvest it into advertising to radio stations, reaching out to them and getting the, sta- uh, the show on, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty. And if that's valuable to you and you want to get some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, and more, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of chemicals like insecticides, fire retardants, Everybody everybody can uh, guess that it's a bad idea to uh, sleep inches from those kind of fumes wafting up into your nostrils for eight hours a day. Well, Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton, so there's none of that stuff involved. They have crib, crib mattresses, too, in case you don't want your children experiencing that. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. So we're talking about it, and we've been talking about it all hour, because it's just such a tragic, disgusting case. It's the case of a man named Fouad Katie. He was a, in his early, or excuse me, late 20s, at the time of his death a, a couple of years ago, at the hands of the police, uh, a couple of the police departments in Oregon. Sandy, I believe, is the, the area in Oregon that this happened. And essentially what happened was uh, his car caught fire on the inside. He, he got out, uh, it was severely burned, was naked, stumbled around a bit, completely just out of it. I mean, he was in shock from having his skin falling off and being covered in blood. Uh, sat down in the middle of the road. When the police arrived in front of several witnesses, the cops rolled out of their cars, started shouting orders at this man. Uh, and he was so out of it, he wasn't really able to follow the orders. Instead of trying to help him, they shouted orders at him, tasered him several times, and then shot him to death. And uh, it's just, the police just are just making crap up. The police claimed that he said he was going to kill them and was growling at them. But the witnesses said he said, please, uh, that, that they, the witnesses told them that he said uh, that Fouad, the victim here, said, please don't, not I'm going to kill you. And there were nine witnesses and only two cops. But for some reason, for some reason, the police's own investigation as almost Always. You can almost always count on it 
You can always count on the police to back themselves up. They close the thin blue line around their, you know, the officers that are under suspicion, and they do their own investigation on themselves, and their investigation always turns out... Well, let me just read the, uh, the details here. This again from the Portland Indie, uh, Indie Media. In September, Deputy Dave Willard of Clackamas County Sheriff's Office shot and killed Fouad Katie in cold blood. He did it, uh, he did it ironically enough, because he didn't want to get his blood on his hands. That is Mr. Katie's. Ah, now that makes sense. It all comes together for me now. What do you mean? Because none of this made any sense. It didn't make any sense to me why they would uh, leave the guy in the road, why they wouldn't try to help him off to the side of the road, why they would uh, treat him like he was a madman when he clearly had been terribly injured. This guy felt threatened by the guy's blood. He did mention something about that, yes. But they also That's... allegedly felt threatened by his No, uh, no, he really did. He did, though. He felt threatened by the guy's blood, so he shot him so he wouldn't have to deal with him. Yeah, that's just nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they should give crazy. these cops plastic gloves. I understand they that have that was gloves. Co- he was covered in blood, and that's probably what the concern was, is that it would get on him someplace else besides yeah. the hands. I, I totally... Well, then stand there and wait for the paramedics. I totally... I, at the very least, direct traffic around the, the right. guy sitting Indian-style on the road. But guess what? Officer Williard was cleared by the Clackamas County Board of Review. According to Samira Cady which was his mother, they didn't even have the, te- uh, the grace to tell the family. Instead, she learned that her son's killer would be exonerated from a local news reporter who called to get her comment. Those who remember the egregious coverage the situation received in the media will, be, uh, will not be surprised to know she didn't give them a comment. She chose instead to give Indy Media the story. Upon learning of the shocking news, I called the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office, CCSO, to find out what their thinking process could possibly be. I spoke with Deputy Wendy Bapst, the public relations officer. And this is just an amazing story of just whitewashing and how slimy these cops are. I mean, th- this, is their, this is their official spokesperson. You'll, just, you'll be blown away. Although this information will not be publicly publicly released until later in this evening, Deputy Wendy Babs, the PIO, stated that the sheriff's office reviewed the incident in which Fouad was killed and determined that no policies or procedures were violated. Shooting some guy who's uh, injured. Tasing a man who is uh, bleeding in a street, in the street, sitting down, Indian style, tasing him repeatedly and then shooting him to death. They didn't violate any procedures, so it's by the book. No one's going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the the author here expressed some shock that someone could get away with approaching an unarmed, injured person bleeding in the street, tase him repeatedly, and then kill him without violating any policies or procedures. And the spokeswoman, spokes bureaucrat, assured me that Clackamas County policies and procedures do, in fact, allow such an action. All citizens of Clackamas County be warned. Asked whether there would be any changes in policies or procedures, since this points out some very disconcerting problems, she said there would likely be some changes. She said the first step in such a review is to determine whether policies were followed, and the next step, whether any changes can be made. Asked what they'll do to ensure nothing like this ever happens again, she offered some very revealing insight into how these things work. Deputy Bapp said the sheriff's office will form a critical incident review board so that they can study incidents like this one. In addition, they'll be ensuring that more officers receive crisis intervention team training. When I pointed out that Officer Willard had, in fact, already received that training, she conceded that he did. How, then, do you imagine that this training will prevent another senseless death if the person who committed this one had the training? She said, I'm not going to debate you. I'm just going to tell you that we will have the training. <laughs> at, okay, have the training. <laughs> at this what point, are you going to do to the officers that shot the injured guy? Not a damn thing. He's still got his job. 
At this point, she made an interesting comment when she called me cat and said that she could give me a syllabus from the classes, but that you will only put it up on indie media. I found this quite interesting indeed, since I had not told her my name or mentioned any connection with indie media. But she had other changes to propose. She went on to say they'll be instituting in, uh, training in vehicle extraction techniques in order to facil- uh, facilitate removing people from vehicles in a manner less likely to result in deadly force. This guy wasn't in a vehicle. As she says, but since Fouad Katie was not in a vehicle, I'm having difficulty in understanding how this might help prevent another incident such as this one. Deputy Baps could only weakly respond, I can only tell you that any type of training will help. Mm-hmm. See, I like writing, uh, reading it like a robot because these people are just, they're not human. I asked whether there would They're be any... human. They're just, you know, just making excuses. I asked whether there'd be any changes in policy regarding the use of tasers. She said there would not. I persisted in asking about the use of tasers for compliance on an unarmed injured person, and she told me that the use of tasers is not even being reviewed by the sheriff's office. Inexplicably, inexplicably she went on to explain, we use tasers all the time on unarmed people. I can't see how that will change. Finally, I asked about the investigation itself. Would there be any changes in the way an investigation such as this is handled? In what way, she asked. Well, for one, I wanted to know, why was the sheriff's office allowed to investigate itself? Is this the norm? I I will add that, yes, it is. Absolutely the norm. And it doesn't make any sense that an organization, uh, a member member of the organization uh, that does something wrong should be allowed to investigate itself. Might there be any changes in this regard? She replied that the sheriff's office conducted its own investigation into the conduct of its officers because that's the way it's always been done. And it, it's a bad way to do it. Um, you know, w- for the sheriff's office, let's look at the office and uh, the, incentive, uh, the incentive behind it. Is it going to be good or bad for the sheriff's office if one of their members looks like uh, is found guilty of doing something wrong? It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Don't want to look so bad. So the sheriff's office is incentivized to make uh, you know, to, to to exonerate the member of its uh, you know, organization that did something wrong. Killing is all part of the procedure, Mark. She said, she went on to say that no one allows us or doesn't allow us to conduct our investigations. We just do. At this point, I tried to focus on how the investigation was conducted. I wanted to know why they spent all their time and resources trying to dig up dirt on Fouad Katie and none on actually investigating the people that did the shooting. She said they interviewed all the people they felt were pertinent (laughs) and said it was important to talk to all the people that knew Fouad and who might have known something about his state of mind. But if I'd shot and killed someone, I said, wouldn't you be investigating me? Would you not be investigating the person I shot? Would you? She said, well, I understand that the investigators asked the officers some very specific questions. She went on to list the types of questions the officers were asked. Are you saying, I said, that if someone shot someone, to, if I shot someone to desk, death, would you, you would be content to ask me some very specific questions, and that would be it? I'm not sure what you're driving at, she said. I did try to make myself more crystal clear, but it proved more difficult than one would believe. I admit at this point I finally lost my temper with her. Uh, and I can't pretend I'm neutral about this. An officer tortured, then shot and killed an obviously unarmed man in broad daylight in front of witnesses and has no excuses for himself. And that's where the case ends. They got away with it again, Mark. It could be you or I. It could be anybody you know. It could be you This guy next. didn't have a criminal record. Not at all. No drug history. Nothing. Could be you. Hour number two's on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Thomas, Ziggy, we'll take your calls about anything. This is your show, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program, launching into hour number two. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go. The feature's there. We give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start things up by going right into the phone calls. It is Thomas in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Thomas. Thomas? Sounded like he hung up. Thomas going Yeah, what does Fwad do for a living? Fwad, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Do you? No, what, 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 did he have a criminal background? He, not According to the article, no. No. Now, what you're referencing is uh, what we spent the, the entire last hour talking about, a man who was sh- tasered and then shot to death by the police for having his skin falling off of his arms and sitting Being in the car wreck. Yeah, he Maybe was he thought at, 9-11 was an inside job, so they went after him. You think so? Well, you, that's yeah. pretty paranoid. Oh, it was an inside job. Goodbye. <laughs> 800-259-9231. That's really persuasive, by the way. I mean, for those of you who are crackpot conspiracy theorists and believe that, that mean kind that of he stuff? necessarily is. He's just a crank. Okay. There's no, you can't draw any conclusions. What I would like to say is um, he asked if uh, Fawad, Fawad have, had a criminal record. I have a criminal record. I am a convicted felon. Is it okay for the police to shoot me for no reason at all? How about my family if they're out with me? Is you know that they okay? would, that's it how they would paint not. you. You know that's how they would paint you. It would the the news reports that would come out would say, well, the police reported that this man who was a uh, you know shot to death by the police earlier today was a former murderer. Yep, convicted felon. Yep, convicted felon years ago. Right, but I I just it, I don't think that matters. It it matter it maybe matters a little, but. I don't think we should write it off, even if he was a convicted, uh, 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 excuse me, felon of some sort. 800-259-9231. We'll uh, continue covering the justice system here in a few moments. Let's continue, though, with your calls. Ziggy in the United Kingdom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, Before I ask the two questions I want to about Ron Paul, um, I just want to say to Mark, sorry if this sounds condescending, but... You're a great example to show that rehabilitation works. Yeah, I I don't I, I I don't know about the term rehabilitation or whatever, but basically I understood that there was um, punishment out there for bad actions, and that made me realize, wow, good actions work, and so I started it on a life of doing good actions instead. But thank yeah. you. Um, I made a mistake earlier in my life, and uh, I did a, about six months in jail. Hmm. Um, and you know, turn my life around. Yep, very good. Lots of people out there like that. You don't want to go yeah, back, that's I, for sure. Yeah, so I've got two questions about Ron Paul concerning Ron Paul. Sure. First of all, do you think the, the late great Bill Hicks would have liked him? Sure, Bill Hicks. Bill, oh, you know who Bill Hicks? Bill Hicks is? Uh, off, off the hand. He's a comedian or was a comedian. He died. Uh, was it cancer that took Bill? Yeah, 1994. Yeah, he was really sort of an up and coming comedian from the Austin. Te- I think it was the Austin, Texas area. Yeah, that's 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 right. He was actually. Probably more popular over here than he was in the states. Very libertarian comi- uh, yeah. comedy. Probably one of the more libertarian comics to, uh, yeah, to ever it, grace the stage. It, one of his greatest lines was about uh, marijuana: the fact that it grows naturally upon the earth, isn't it? Unnatural to ban it. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly yeah, is, I, and he, he's still. You can go to YouTube and p- punch up Bill Hicks yeah. and find all kinds of great clips. Yeah, he he, he really he really was 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 was, was very. I mean, he was beyond beyond a stand-up comedian. He just went out and told what basically was on his mind. Hmm. Well, um, the other the other question is what uh, what do you think about anybody outside the United States supporting Ron Paul? 
there's a huge amount of people uh, outside of the United States. I mean, there are like the Canadians for Ron Paul, uh, the the Great Britons for Ron Paul. I yep. mean, there's people everywhere uh, around the world. They they love this guy because they're sick and tired of this American interventionism, uh, where American troops are positioned in 130 plus countries around the world, set of over 700 military bases. And you can, I mean, I wish Americans could just put themselves just for a moment, in the position of the, the people in these other countries. Remember there was a story, Mark, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, where Ecuador was uh, looking to, I guess, renew the lease, or the, the military was trying to renew the lease on their military base down, the U.S. military trying to renew the lease on their military mm-hmm. base down in Ecuador. And Ecuador said, yeah, we're not so interested in having you guys stay here anymore, but we will let you stay if you let us open an Ecuadorian military base in Miami. Right. And, what do you think they said to that? Absolutely not. Right, because and, what would Americans do if Ecuador came in here with the best of intentions, you know, to help us keep our elections clean or whatever, and set the uh, their own military base up here? How would Americans feel about that? Well, guess what? That's how the rest of the world feels about America, because we've got military bases in all of their countries. And so, of course, the rest of the world's excited about Ron Paul. He actually wants to, to end all that nonsense. I, I have been told, though, by some Americans to mind my own effing business. Hmm. Um, what in regards to Ron Paul? Yeah, you know it's our, uh, you know, uh, basically this is an issue for America. You know, get lost. It is your business. They made it your business by going and setting up a military yeah, exactly, base. Exactly. Um, uh, I'd also say that if he is successful, then you know the message of liberty will go beyond the U.S. borders as it already has. I absolutely agree. That's what I, uh, that's what the hope was for America being the beacon of liberty that it was at yep. one point to some extent, and I I would say that it can be again, yeah, or or more so. You know, I I hate to say that America was the beacon of liberty in some ways. In some ways, people were uh, were freer at one point in our history than they are now. Oh, oh and before I go, um, uh, I did post something on your forum which might interest Ian. He was going on about nudism the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's. <laughs> There's a guy in this country who keeps walking from Land's End to John O'Groats, which is the breadth of the country. But every time he enters Scotland, he get uh, and he does this naked. And every time he walks into Scotland, uh, he gets arrested. You know what? I actually had that guy's story up uh, to do this hour. So we will talk about, as they call him, the naked rambler. Uh, yeah. He's been jailed for contempt of court. We'll get into the details. And Ziggy, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. In fact, coming up later... Uh, we'll talk about a way that some people from outside of the country might be able to help uh, help out the Ron Paul campaign. Now you're not That's allowed to you're not allowed to contribute to the Ron Paul campaign if you're outside of the country necessarily. But that doesn't mean you can't give money to somebody else who just happens to give it to Ron Paul. That's a possibility, yeah, right? You would have to. There'd have to be trust in somebody to do such a thing. That's true. And uh, that's not the way it was meant to be. It was you know obviously you know that would be. Somewhat devious, don't you think? No, 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 no. It's just an individual choosing to give his uh, own money to the Ron Paul campaign. Where it came from is not an issue, right? And that's why they have these campaign restrictions, right? It's against the law. How's that? I don't think... Is it against the law? It's against the law for a foreigner to donate to a campaign. It's not against the law for someone to give you a gift, and then for you to go and just give some money to a campaign as an American. I guess that wouldn't be against the law, but it's certainly right. against the spirit of the law. We'll be talking more about that here. I could give a damn about the law's spirit. In fact, I could give a damn about the law. But let's move on. Uh, we'll talk about the Naked Rambler here in a bit, but phone calls keep rolling in, so we go to those first. Let's talk to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea because I have a little bit of family up in Canada. Hold on, let me turn down. That's always a good idea. Make sure you turn down your radios before you get on the air. <laughs> Sorry about that. Guys. Very good. But uh, that's a great idea. I mean, anybody along the Canadian border or the Mexican border, anywhere that has relatives around the world. Sure. I mean, I'll accept $2,300 even though I don't have that much. Yeah, you I know? mean, as long as they trust you, then you're good to go. Or, or Ron Paul would be good to go, I guess, in that case. Yeah, so people around the world could give money to people that believe in this country and don't have that much money, and we could turn around and do what we want with it, because we're a free country, right? Well, so they say. What else is on your mind tonight, Jeremy? Oh, well, um, I, I guess that's about it for now. Very good. Thanks for the call, dude. Let's go to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, hello. Hey, what's hey, on your mind? Hey, it's a cold... Cold night in Montana. Everybody's home, cold and in free talk. Oh yeah, it's cold. It is cold. <laughs> it's right cold now. up here too. Was it like ten this morning, Mark? Some ridiculously yeah. low number. You I got can't a blizzard believe. coming tomorrow. <laughs> can't believe it. Hey, that's that global warming, man. There you go. There you go. They've changed. Hey, uh, the, they've changed their battle plan on global warming. Now it's, it's global, global climate, climate change. change. So change, they can say, well, yeah. the weather's different than it was last year. So. Anything that taxes more. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. change never apparently never happened before human beings invented the combustion engine. The whole world was completely static until yep. then. Dave, we're hey. going to bring you back. You never had a chance to bring up why you were calling. We'll get back yep. to you here in moments. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, by the way, coming up tomorrow, speaking of Ron Paul, tomorrow is the Tea Party Day. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that. We'll tell you about the Naked Rambler, and we'll take your calls about anything. It is the live Saturday edition A free talk live. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind is 800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits with over 300,000 posts. Lots to talk about serious issues, fun stuff as well. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So get interactive, bbs.freetalklive.com. And it is the holiday season. Inevitably, there's going to be someone on your list looking for a cool toy. Well, I recommend... Probably the, lots of cool toys. Yeah, I recommend the Zero Blaster. It's brand new. Wow and amaze your techie friends with the Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet. They're the perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com, as well as a whole bunch of other cool, geeky stuff. Uh, science, kind of, a lot of it's science-based, as is the, uh, the Zero Blaster. That is, once again, ZeroToys.com. So, you, so, you know, your parents can, you can feel good about giving the Zero Blaster. Because not only is it a fun toy... But it's educational at the same time. Make smoke. Yep. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, let's continue here. We'll go back to David in Montana listening on KGEZ. David, what was on your mind tonight, sir? First, I'd like to say the two imbecile cowards that tased and shot that poor guy, they'll die imbecile cowards. This is true. Hopefully karma will come back around and bite them real good. And uh, I think... Uh, you and the English dude were right. The Declaration of Independence was written for mankind. Sure it wasn't was. written for people between the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. Who could believe that anyway? Parallel I mean, and the, 
it was written for mankind, man, and 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 liberty is everybody's business, and and it's close, it's getting closed in from every side, from everywhere, and the Declaration of Independence explains it explicitly what must be done. I think more Americans probably should read the Declaration of Independence, but, you know, who could possibly believe this fantastical idea, this ludicrous, absurd idea, that if you were born within the land boundaries of the country of America, you know that is, somehow Ian? you're better than everyone else? You know what it is, Ian? It's just like when Jesus was telling the corrupt Jewish church that God was for the Gentiles. God was for everybody. Freedom is for everybody. Independence is for everybody. And, and it's not just for the Jews. And, and Americans are getting just like them, them Pharisees with, that were pointing the finger at Jesus, saying, you're messing up our business. We could sell in the temple. And Jesus says, no, get the heck out of the temple. This is where freedom lives. This is where my father lives. This is where what is for, that all humanity I'd say there's a lot of parallels to that, Dave. Huh? I'd say you're right. I'd say there's a lot of parallels. Great to that. call, man. Oh, Thanks man, as man, always. Look into it, man. It's the whole thing. That's what Jesus is all about, man. Freedom and love. And when you talk freedom and love, all the evil bastards get all mad. They sure and do. They get all greedy. And they get all selfish. And they get scared. And they start tasing people that are injured because they're scared of freedom. And they're scared of somebody, even while he's facing death. Yeah. Could tell a cop. To say, no, I'm not going to die cowering to you with your machines and your electricity and your power over us with the, the energy. We'll do it, we'll, even if we got to do it with the blood coming out of our fingers. Because people, living people, and, and free people will conquer anything. Awesome, Dave. That was great. great. Thank you for the call. I'm going to give us some applause for that one because... I like it when callers get passionate about liberty. That's about whatever they want to talk about. But yeah, true. I am partial to the liberty thing. And one more, one more comment on uh, the issue of, of freedom and how it is really for everybody. You know, I don't think there's a person out there that doesn't want freedom in their own life. I don't think there's a person out there. Maybe there's some like sadistic people that are into being ch- chained up, but they still want the freedom to choose to be chained up. Uh, I think that that's pretty universal. But the problem is that many of those same people that want that freedom to live their own lives how they want, they can't possibly imagine their neighbor down the street, maybe the weird neighbor down the street, having that same amount of freedom. And that's where the problem comes in. When everybody tries to control everyone else's life in some minutia or some huge way, uh, that's when the issue comes in. Yeah, that's how freedom gets eroded, little by little, because people are willing to trade their own freedoms as long as they can control that other weird guy. You know, you have to understand that the the catch-22 of freedom is you must grant an equivalent amount of freedom to everyone else as what you want for yourself. And I want total liberty. Now, that doesn't mean you're, you're free to go and destroy people's property or destroy their homes or destroy their person or harm them in any, in any way because then you're destroying their freedom. At the point at which you destroy someone else's freedom, you've forfeited your own and you're certainly subject uh, to, you're, you're subject to um, paying restitution for mm-hmm. the values you've destroyed. Anyway, let's continue with your phone calls. Mark? Before you go on, uh, I got an email here, uh, and we were talking about the Ron Paul campaign, foreigners donating to the Ron Paul yeah. campaign. 
Now, obviously, it's against the law for foreigners to uh, donate to the Ron Paul directly campaign. to directly. But and and you had suggested uh, that they could give it to somebody in the United States who could then donate. Yeah, that was and my suggestion. That may not be very easy for them to do. I don't know. You that, have to know someone in the United States. I don't know that I recommend them. such uh, such a thing, but. They could um, not donate, but they could purchase time on the Ron Paul Blimp at ronpaulblimp.com. Is that available for uh, foreign people? Yeah, I would. I would absolutely say so. It's a for-profit business, right? For, it's just an advertising. Well, I know that if it's over two hundred fifty dollars, they do have to report uh, to the FEC. Well, that would be some place to look. Certainly for foreigners. is, and, and that only may be great just... advertising. I, right. I'm very happy about the uh, the idea of the Ron Paul. Blimp oh, it's a brilliant idea, and that's all the Ron Paul campaign is going to do with the money anyway. Is uh, hire staff that can administrate. Uh, advertising for the campaign. Right. And, and by the way, the, the Ron Paul itself. blimp doesn't have anything to do with the Ron Paul campaign. It's completely independent from the mm-hmm. Ron Paul campaign. Uh, so that's pretty Which exciting. is another reason why the Ron Paul campaign, which is currently at uh, $11.5 million for this, uh, this quarter, it? it's incredible, actually is significantly higher because all kinds of Ron Paul supporters buy their own stuff. They buy vinyl sure stickers for the back of their window at uh, ronpaulstuff.com. I mean, all kinds of different uh, things they it's do. It's the most innovative campaign. I think it may be the most innovative campaign in American political history. Really. Yep. Because of the decentralized nature of all of the supporters just going to town and doing what they think is best and what is right. I've been watching the Dave Ridley reports, uh, ridleyreport.com, about the Operation Live Free or Die activists that have been coming in mm-hmm. here. And I'm just amazed that... I mean, we understood the concept, Mark, because we talked to the uh, the organizer, VJ Boy Potty, former Google engineer, who quit his job to move to New Hampshire to start this Operation Live Free or Die uh, concept, which is bringing hundreds of activists from around the country to New Hampshire in order to, again, get active for the Ron Paul campaign. And it's one thing to see it down on paper and, you know, hear about it and, and get it, and we get it, but when you actually see the video of these guys going out from house to house, of them essentially living together, complete strangers, it's like reality TV almost, you know, these complete strangers from around the country, the only thing they have in common is they all love the Ron Paul campaign and they want to work for him. They're all living in the same house together, and are several houses now at this point here in New Hampshire, across dotted across the state. They're going out on a daily basis, going to a hundred houses a day. They went to 50 houses during a snowstorm. I mean, these people are just out of control in dedicated. favor of this Ron Paul guy. It's shows amazing. how dedicated they are. It really is just and an I amazing And I think that group. it shows to uh, the, the people of New Hampshire, and I think that uh, Ron Paul is going to win New Hampshire. Operation Die.com, by the way, is the, the website if you want to learn more about that. And RidleyReport.com has got the video footage. Uh, more on the way here. April is on the line. We'll talk to her and take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is live Saturday show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. So enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Take a look and see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. All right. Well, we go to the phones. To the fun, April in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, April. Hey, I uh, 
heard a story from a friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to share it with you and the listeners. Uh, my friend recently, well, he moved this last year up to Idaho from California, mm-hmm. and he was a friend of mine uh, down in California. We lived in Bakersfield. And there in California, he was able to purchase guns, go hunting, and so on and so forth. All right. Um, apparently, 13 years ago, when he was much younger, in his early 20s, and he was married to another lady, he and his wife got in a an argument, and they mm-hmm. were yelling at each other. And a neighbor, there was no bio, physical violence, just they were yelling at each other. So a neighbor overheard called the police, and when the police showed up, there's a law in California which says that oh, in a geez. domestic violence situation... When the cops show up, somebody has to go to jail. To go to jail. Yep. So awful. That, so it, 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 it's he, that way in several of course, states. not wanting his wife to have to go to jail, he went to jail that night, spent the night in jail, and of course was released the next day. And even though his wife did not press charges, the district attorney's office pressed charges huh. against him for, for assault. Wow. For domestic abuse. Now, this is what happened. This is what they told him. They said, hey, look, you know, you, you're six foot two inch, you weigh 250 pounds, your wife, you know, five four and weighs 100 pounds. It's going to look really bad for you, and they're going to say that she's just covering for you when it goes to trial. Right. You would be better off to plead guilty to disturbing the peace. Hmm. And he said, if you plead guilty to disturbing the peace, then you won't lose your right to have guns and so on and so forth. Now, that's a uh, misdemeanor, said, right? Disturbing right, the a peace? misdemeanor, and he yeah, said, okay, that sounds good, so that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Now, in California, he did not lose his right to have guns. He oh, moved boy. up here to Idaho, and he went to a gun shop two weeks ago, and he went in to buy a gun, and they had a hold on his, on his ability to get a gun, and he mm-hmm. thought, oh, well, I know what this is. This is probably that thing with, you know, back in California 13 years ago. We'll get it straightened out. So he, he made some phone calls, this number that he had to call, and anyway, it turns out that the state of Idaho is denying him the right to have a gun or even to oh, own a, weapon, a gun because they say, quote, that they did a federal check on him in Idaho. And see, in California, they just do a state check. But anyway, according to federal law, anybody even arrested for domestic abuse, even if they're not convicted of it, has oh, the right man. to have a gun. And it probably that's probably man. a federal law from before the time that it happened because it was years ago, you know. It's, Madness. These oh. things are silly. And why shouldn't this guy be able to protect himself? Why shouldn't he be able to hunt? It just doesn't make any sense. Protect this his family. Is the bad part. He can't even go camping with his kids up here because, as you know, there's a lot of grizzly bears and stuff around here that will attack you. Sure. And it's like he can't even feel like he can go camping with his kids now because he can't have a gun with him. He can't go, he can't go out on a boat and uh, go, uh, I mean, in, in Florida, I know you have to have, the Coast Guard requires you to have a flare gun. A flare gun's a firearm. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, he's just, he's so upset about this and... Um, you know, and, the, and he's he's talked to gun owners of America, mm-hmm. and he's trying to find an attorney. He lives in the Sandpoint area. He's trying to find an attorney to help him on this. And well, you know, if I were him, April, I'd go and buy a gun anyway, and uh, just buy it person to person. Don't go through the legitimate channels. Just find a private seller that's trustworthy and and purchase the gun and keep it quiet and, and you know keep it uh, in your in your well, home for the for problem defense. is when the circumstance arises that you have to defend yourself. Um, rather be I'd rather be what is it carried by uh, no, no, no uh, tried by twelve than carried by six. That's correct. You know, so at that I mean, if they're not going to let now you legally do it, then just do it illegally. 
now see he's concerned because he went he you know he made an attempt to buy a gun that now maybe they're going to come like search his house and you know because he owns guns and and oh. he, bought, he he bought a gun right before he left California and so yeah. he's really discouraged because here he moved to Idaho thinking oh you know there's they're a lot more gun friendly mm. from a state like California which is one of the most gun unfriendly states he moves up here and now he can't even own a gun. Well, you're saying, though, it's not necessarily Idaho more so than it is the Idaho following the federal government's rules. Right. And apparently in California, I mean, he bought a gun right before he left California. Yeah. And apparently in California, they understand that this conviction that he has is mm. for is for disturbing the peace and wow. it's not counted. But when he talked to the federal people and said, look, I was, my conviction was for a misdemeanor disturbing the peace. It wasn't, and they said, well, yeah, but you are arrested huh? for domestic violence. And he said, An yeah, arrest. but arrested and convicted are two different things. You know, and they said, this, not is, to us. this is just another example of how the government is not there to protect and serve. They're right. not there protecting it's, your individual rights. It's They're just taking them away. They, they just don't, don't want Americans to have guns. Period. Is, so now they're they're the um, they're going after a guy who's been arrested and not convicted of domestic uh, violence when their laws, I'm sure, is about uh, a conviction or should be because they sure shouldn't be able to punish you for a crime that they have not convicted you of. Well, the the thing about it is, it's really sad about all this is that his ex-wife and and um, was a real crackhead. Mm. He ended up getting custody of their children. And in the state of California, and obviously you only get custody of your kids in a if situation like that yeah. if you're the good guy. So he's in, not in even with that like woman anymore. Right. And so because they were have they were yelling at each other and because a nosy neighbor decided right. to call the police, oh, now man. he can't defend his children. So it's just bad laws all around. The bad law in the beginning in California that got him arrested in the first place over nothing. And then the bad federal law that is supposedly protecting us from these criminals, which is absolutely just keeping, as you say, Mark, guns out of their hands. It's disgusting. And yet another art, uh, yet another argument in my book for abolishing the federal government entirely. We have no use for this this just group of thug criminals that is trying to control our lives. At the very least, if we can't get rid of them, we should stop sending those bastards money. April, thank you for the story, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I mean, how you can hear a story like that and then still cut a check to these thugs... Next year, I don't understand well, that mentality. I would, I would admit to you that uh, certainly the federal government has plenty of bad laws. and, and Damn uh, right they do. They, they've overstepped their constitutional bounds largely. But states don't have any better laws in this case. For instance, I moved up to New Hampshire for more freedom. Well, I'm a convicted felon. In New Hampshire, I can't possess anything that would be considered a weapon. Well, I can't use it as a deadly weapon. Hmm. If I were to protect my uh, family with a, a, a hammer... It would be considered a deadly weapon, and I would be uh, guilty of committing a felony. I can't, have, I can't have a knife to protect myself. I can't have a sword. I can have these things as... Just a- another argument to abolish the state governments, Mark. <laughs> get rid of them entirely. <laughs> You'd get rid of every government everywhere if you could. You're damn right, because people should interact on a voluntary basis. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, if you think I'm kidding. I'm not. Uh... By the way, let's go across the pond, shall we, to Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, This is from the BBC. Naked rambler Stephen Goh has been jailed for three months for contempt of court. Why, you ask? Well, the 48-year-old was not in the courtroom to hear the sentence as he remained in his cell 
after refusing to put his clothes on. Go was charged for a contempt uh, contempt charge, which dated back to December, or excuse me, he was jailed for a contempt charge, which dated back to December of 2005. Sentence had been delayed after his lawyers challenged four separate contempt findings. Appeal court judges rejected his appeal earlier this month. Go had claimed that to appear in court naked did not amount to contempt. <laughs> <laughs> after all, he was born that way. His counsel said Go. <laughs> well, it's a good point. <laughs> his counsel said Go believed that to be naked in public was a fundamental freedom, and that nakedness was an aspect of his personal autonomy. Would love to hear how you feel about this. Should this man be kept in a jail cell because he doesn't want to have clothes on in court? Is that what you want to pay your tax money for to keep a naked man in prison on contempt charges? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, and don't tell me you don't think this would happen here in America. Don't tell me that for one moment, because it's just as bad here. We'll tell you more about this in a moment. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is available for you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then if you have some uh, some shopping to do, I recommend you start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com, the world's largest Internet retailer. You know Amazon. You probably ordered something from them before. But now, the next time you go, start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you do, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Buy in any one of their 41 categories. Uh, buy new, buy used even. Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start at amazon.freetalklive.com. The New Hampshire primary is the first true open primary in the nation. National media will be swarming to cover it. The 2008 New Hampshire pri- or Liberty Forum will finish just two days before the polls open. Dr. Ron Paul will be the closing speaker. The majority of New Hampshire residents are undeclared and undecided. The most important presidential election in living memory hangs in the balance. Mm. Where will you be? Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, because we hope you'll be at the Liberty Forum. That's where we're going to be. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We'll be broadcasting live and uh, have all kinds of libertarian luminaries to talk to, as we did last year. And, of course, if you're there, you'll get to meet them in person. Uh, great people like Jim Babka, uh, Kane from the WWE, Glenn Jacobs is going to be there. Uh, just a huge amount of people. I don't have the list in front of me right now. I know uh, Carla Howell. Uh, let's see. Bernard Sharon, von Nothaus. Bernard von, Not- Bernard von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar. Sharon. Harris from the Advocates for Self-Government. Uh, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition is going to be in attendance. Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted. Just a huge amount of, uh, of great people attending this event, not to mention the hundreds of attendees that are just fantastic activist, uh, liberty-oriented people that you're going to want to spend time with. So once again, that's the Liberty Forum, freestateproject.org, slash Liberty Forum. Use the code 2008FTL to save 10%. We go to the phones, to the fun. Lou in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hey, Lou. Listen, I want to, before I get to the point that I want to bring up, Ian, you said you were arrested and you have a felony. What no. is that? Ian? No, I've, never, Mark, I've never been arrested. That's Mark. Mark. Oh, Mark. What is that, a drug arrest? Nope. It was a murder conviction. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the point I wanted to make is the girl called up before from Idaho. Yeah. She said she was originally from California. Mm. Now, I've been up to the Northwest a couple of times, and I've noticed a lot of Californians are migrating up there to, like, Washington, Oregon, Idaho area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm to asking you, why do you think so many people would leave such beautiful weather to go up to the Northwest? Uh, because of the socialism, socialism, high taxes. 
uh, you don't think it has anything to do with the Mexican influx? In I'm sure there's some racists. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's yeah. some of that, too. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a very big point. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because if you'll notice, Ron Paul is very smart. He's very libertarian, but on the issue of the Mexican invasion into America, he's totally against open borders. No, he's not. Oh, yes, he is. No, well, you haven't listened to him very closely. So I, oh, you're I, saying he's for open borders? No, that's not what I'm saying either. So what are you saying? Well, from from what I can tell, Ron Paul panders a little bit on that issue so well, he can excuse get... excuse me, panders only on the point that you disagree with or he panders all the time? Well, we've interviewed him. You can go to freetalklive.com and you can download his interview where we uh, ask him very specific questions about immigration. The fact is Ron Paul understands that immigration is only a distraction. Uh, the issue of illegal immigration is only a distraction from the real issue, which is the dismal economy uh, in this country. And he points out that if we had a freer economy and, and drastically less government, government and all of these insane governmental rules and regulations, then we'd want more immigrants coming here. He's made that very clear. Now, um, Lou, you, you live in um, near Miami. Um, obviously, right, right. The, the influx of uh, Cubans in Miami didn't deter you from moving down there, right? Well, you'll notice this: uh, the, Q, the original Cubans that came up were very good people, the people that came up in the 50s and the 60s. Sure, they were run out by uh, Castro. T- yeah, but over. when you started getting the Marigolito boat lift, mm-hmm. I mean, these were the worst of the worst. Sure. They were like hardcore criminals. Right, they were, they were emptying their prisons and their right. insane and asylums. Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter allowed to come into the country. So I'm going to make a distinction. I'm going to say that there are certain immigrants that are good people, and we want them in the country. And there are certain people that come into the country that we don't want in the country. Now, can't you make that distinction? I absolutely would make that distinction, Lou. I am completely on board with you on that. No, but there's certain people, certain times I've heard you say that you want to allow anyone into the country. Oh, I would allow anyone into the country. Um, I would just say that we shouldn't, the the kind of people that I wouldn't want in the country, the kind of people that would come over here and freeload off of our welfare system, use our education system, and those kind of things. And I would say that the problem is with our welfare uh, system and our education system system, not with our immigration policy. Yeah, but if we have no borders, if we have open borders, mm-hmm. who's going to stop the invasion? What There's invasion? No invasion is happening. Guys with helmets and guns come across the border. That's not happening. This is not an invasion. This is immigration. It's no more an invasion than when the Poles came over and when, you know, right. Japanese you remember, folks came Lou, Do you remember the signs, keep the Irish, um, you know, dogs and Irish keep off the grass? Well, I've, I know my history, definitely. Sure. That's, this is nothing different. This is just the people that are here saying the new people aren't allowed. Listen, but after a couple of generations, I think the Irish came over speaking English, and they actually improved their English when they were here. Guess what happens with Hispanic immigrants? Right. The same By the third thing. generation, most of them I can't even the, speak Spanish. No. No. In fact, That's if correct. you go to L.A., go to L.A., and see what's going on down there. I will tell you that there certainly are some uh, metros where people collect where uh, you know it goes on. You can go to Calle Ocho in Miami, and you can find people that were born in this country that cannot speak English. So but statistically, the, the fact is, like 94% in the 90 percentile of people in their third generation cannot even speak their mother language. You know, you I can't speak be- German, Lou. Right. You may not want this to be an issue in the ne- in the upcoming election. Oh, but, but I, it is. It, I hate to tell you, but this is a big issue Lou, out sure here is. in Florida. I, I, it, it, it's a, it, I know it's a big issue. It's an even bigger issue in uh, border states like Texas, Arizona, that's New Mexico, right. California, right. uh, all of which of the... we, we are broadcast in. And I know that my issue is fringe, Lou, uh, that, that my uh, opinion is not that of the majority of Americans. That doesn't mean I you're wrong. I only make it 
Remember, there was a, 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 a period in time when people, you know, just a few people believed the world was round, Lou. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it sounds nice, but I'm telling you, this is a big issue. It is. The people on the libertarian right are making a big mistake. I don't know what mocking. the libertarian right is, Lou. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. Libertarians exactly. are, are top, not right. No, well, I think it's right, Wayne. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, you're wrong. Libertarians <laughs> come from all over the political spectrum. Right. Some, are, some are former Democrats, some are former Republicans, some are some former are never Green Party members. Anything. Yeah, I mean, libertarians are people that are absolutely disaffected right. by the current system, and they, they just believe in liberty. That's all. All yep. right, so just, get back, just getting back to Ron Paul, mm -hmm. his issue, he's a strong border enforcement man. He does he talk about bringing people down onto the border. That much is true. He would never true. be elected in Texas if he was for open borders. Yep, that's true. And this is true, and that's the uh, it's one of the two issues that I am not exactly in in, uh, in favor of Ron Paul on. But that's not going to stop got me three, from three. But still, I'm uh, going to vote for him because I think that he's. What's your safe. third? Um, I I don't exactly agree with his abortion stance either. That was my second. What's the third? Um, let's see. It's immigration, abortion, and gosh, I. Well, think about I it. Had one more. You can get I'm back sorry. to me on that because I'm curious. But uh, I agree with him on every uh, most things, yeah. and and that's good enough for so, me. So, Lou, you going to vote for Ron Paul? Oh, definitely not. Well, Why not? Who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote uh, for? I I like Tom Tancredo. Oh yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> sick, yeah, man. Yeah, right. Look, you know, you Tancredo know, doesn't have a shot, right? Like Ron Paul. People matter. tell me Ron doesn't Paul doesn't matter. have a like shot. Ron Paul doesn't have a shot, but I'm going to vote my conscience. That's good, Lou, and that's what you should do, you fascist. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You see that Tom Tancredo ad where they suggest that if you don't vote for Tom Tancredo, everyone's going to die? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't even pay attention. To it's me, sort of like the old new ad just, from the, the 1970s. What was that, uh, Goldwater or Nixon or whatever? Who, was, who, was, who put that ad? I remember that one with a nuclear I, explosion I, I at the know. end of it. It was just outrageous. It's that same level of outrage. To me, that um, the Tancredo stuff is just uh, it's it, it's just bigoted fear mongering. You but know, what we should do. We should recap. That's how I see it. We need to recap the pro liberty position on immigration here because Ron Paul, he's pro liberty almost every single issue, every single time. Immigration, he's a little weak on, but he's doing it. In my opinion, because maybe he doesn't understand the issue, or maybe he's just pandering. I don't know what the real. But he's story a constitutionalist is. as um, a, a great to a great deal, and I believe that the federal government constitutionally does have the power to protect the borders. Well, I think that Ron Paul would probably support paring down the size of the immigration bureaucracies. Sure. Uh, instead of increasing the rules and increasing the regulations and increasing the difficulty, because he has commented in favor of immigration. He does understand that if we don't have all these government handouts, the government welfare programs and government education, which is a welfare program, uh, all these government handouts and guarantees that if we didn't have all of that, then we'd get the best kind of immigrants. We'd get the kind that were coming here to make a better life for themselves. And isn't that what we want? Well, I think so. I, that's what I want for my immigrants. So that's what we need. We need a politician, or we need, uh, I, I don't think we need politicians, but if we're going to have them, we should have one uh, that is in favor of liberty, getting back to freedom, re drastically reducing the size of the government. That way we can bring people in here, and it would be no big deal. It wouldn't be an issue. Right. What difference would it make if there were immigrants in here, if we didn't have to, to pay for their um, to feed you know, welfare, and, yeah. and schooling, and all that other stuff? Right. If they're making their own way, what's your objection? Yep. Hour three's on the way. If you have an objection, dial on in. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is your show. You know, I don't think we finished talking about the Naked Rambler. we got to finish talking about him. Coming up it's, uh, in uh, hour three. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. 
www.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition of the program. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into hour number three. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away to enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got to finish the Naked Rambler story, Mark. Don't let me forget that. We started it last hour. We'll continue and discuss it more coming up. But your calls are on the line, so we go to them. Let's start with Jim in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jim. Uh, hey, hang on a second. Hey, no My problem. Was dying. Got nothing but time. Yeah, you there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, What's on your mind, Jim? Hey, uh... Uh, I want a clarification. I, I heard that guy ask you questions about why people are moving up here to uh, the northwest, and you said something about socialism. That Clarify could be a factor. Big government, yeah. Getting, in, getting away from it or coming up here to it? I would hope getting away well, from it. Getting away from yeah, it and probably bringing, them, that's, uh, bringing, that's uh, bringing some there. of it with it. Also, too, uh, why is it that uh, everybody that's uh, against these... The invasion, which is exactly what it is, is a bigot, you know. I suggest if you don't know how to speak Spanish or understand Spanish that you find somebody who does and tune in to any one of the Spanish-speaking uh, talk shows and, and listen for yourself what they say. Well, first of what all, no say? one has... Wait, now, hold on. First right. of all, no first one... Off, I did not call everybody who disagrees with the invasion a bigot. I no. said that Tancredo sounds like bigoted uh, fear-mongering to most me. Most of the people on the immigrate, Most Americans on the immigration issue probably aren't bigots. Many of them probably have Hispanic friends. But many... And, and I know many Hispanics don't want uh, Im- Im- illegals, so-called, coming here. Uh, no. but, but most Americans are just, just misinformed. They're just not clued in on the issue and, and the true principled uh, pro-liberty position. And if you want to give me, you know, uh, point me to a radio show, well, of course they're going to be bigoted Hispanics as well. They're bigots on all the, you know, all over the places in, in, in they, any they race. They come, they, they've talked that reconquista crap. They, I mean, uh, not all you're, of you're them. You're making a sweeping no, no, generalization. No, 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 no. Wait, now see, there we go. Not all of them, no, absolutely not. I, I, know, I know some very, very fine Hispanic people, and, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is uh, I'm a contractor, and here's the way I, I, I see around around the whole deal, is that everybody, if you're going to hire somebody, because it's hard to find people of any race to work that's, that's uh, dependable, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're going to hire these guys that come up here and, and uh, don't don't abuse them, don't make them the, the new slavery, That that's the thing, they... they, they uh, Everybody wants it for cheap labor. Well, you think about that one. That's just that's just a, a new brand, a new form of slavery. I right. absolutely concur. And the reason for that is because of our current immigration policy. If somebody comes in illegally, um, the employer has yep. their thumb on them because they can report them if they uh, go someplace else for better wages right, and, they, and better treatment. We don't need any new laws. We just need to enforce the ones that we have. No. We need to get rid of the ones and we I have. Think what we need to do is we need to have everybody pay a prevailing wage to their labor force. Yeah, that's no that's who they are. You're never going to be able to pull that. Off. That's what Karl Marx was trying to sell us 200 years ago. Socialism doesn't work. Prevailing uh, wages. Who gets to decide what a prevailing about. wage is? In the construction industry, we have that. If you if you bid a bit, uh, government job or something, you have to pay a union prevailing wage. Fine, but which, I, which all I'm telling deal. you my, is the marketplace doesn't work like that way. They get, they get higher wages. I pay well anyway, but. They, they get, Great. Uh, Let's uh, let the marketplace set the wages instead I mean, of some bureaucrat. You're using the government as an example. The government is an example of things that don't work. I mean, What's the government's a poor example. Set, setting a, a, liv- a livable wage. What's what wrong with what? I'm sorry, what? What's wrong with the trade union setting the, 
Uh, benefit packages. There's no problem. Wages. Nothing wrong Nothing at all with at a all. union um, setting wages with uh, with an employer at all. As when a union uses the power of the government. Wage, that's what I meant by that. The problem comes in when the, when government steps into the picture and uh, and Forces gets involved with those things. agreements. So if a union wants to set a wage and an employer wants to pay that wage, then that should be something that should be handled in the marketplace and the government needs to stay the hell out of it. Well, and who enforce, let me ask you, though. Who would enforce these, uh, this... Uh, Undocumented, I guess. Uh, the problem is the way. laws, sir. The problem who, who, who is that we there are too many sure of them. They get a decent wage and they're not being exploited as the marketplace. Well, you see, here's the here's the answer to your question. It's very simple. You let the free market operate, and that means that you drastically you just slash these immigration bureaucracies. Just get rid of them. Get rid of welfare at the same time. Get rid of all these government communist wealth redistribution programs that I'm sure you disagree with. You're not a fan of welfare, right? That. Absolutely. Okay, so you get rid of welfare, you get rid of these incentives, these freebies, these handouts that are bringing the wrong kind of immigrant here. You get rid of all that, and then you only have the good ones that want to come and make a better life for themselves. You let them set their own wage, since they won't be illegal at that point, they won't be able to be exploited by businessmen, and they can go and shop themselves around just like you and I would shop that's ourselves what around. That's what I, I hate to see about this whole thing. It's just to me, you see, you see a bunch of them, they, they all live in one one little house because they can't afford anything else and there's there's the new slaves and it's just crap. Absolutely, and you have to blame the government for it because they put them into this position. They want to get out of a hell hole and come to, come and live a better life most well, of them do. I think another way to address the whole thing is to look at the that the corruption that that, that those poor people have to live with down there. I mean they 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 certainly can live just as well as if not better than we do in their own country. There's no no reason for that because everyone that I know don't like coming up here when when it starts snowing. They want to get the hell out. Right. I <laughs> I, I, I totally get that. Well, they and, must. But there's nothing we can do about the corruption in their country. All we can do as Americans is be a beacon of liberty for the rest of the world. Right. Then. The rest of I the agree. people will say, look, we demand this of our government. We want freedom from our government. And then at we some point... that shining light on the hill. I totally agree right. with that. In the meantime, while we're getting back to being that shining light, because we're far, far away from <laughs> it now, uh, in the meantime, we need to be slashing bureaucracy and slashing government instead of building it up and demanding they enforce their asinine laws. Thanks for the call, dude. Good to be in agreement. 800-259-9231. It's the government that's creating all of these problems. And you know, it, it's they're just they do such a great job, Mark, of misdirecting the American people, right? Turning one group against another group. Right. Now we've got legal aliens and illegal aliens, and we've got right. legal illegal citizens. people. Uh, these, these so are of course, people. of course, we're turned against these people because they're illegal. Well, who says the government? You know, did. you know what the two groups really should be, Mark? Us versus them. We who believe in freedom. Versus them that believe in control. The politicians That's that want to take are. our freedom away from us ev at every turn. That simply don't believe that adults can figure out how to run their own lives. Any other division is just purely in your head, okay? Whether it be the, you know, whether it be the uh, the homosexuals and the Christians, or you know, the evolutionists versus the creationists, whatever the divides are, the real issue is those who believe that products and services should be provided at the point of a gun, as Mao Zedong so clearly put it that's all government can do right is provide goods and services at the point of a gun those that's who all they can do believe that and people that believe that are psychopaths 
They're sociopaths. They have brain damage. There's a problem with those people. Well, and then there's the they rest haven't of been us. educated. That is the way things have been done forever, Ian. There's always no, no, no. been a government. I, no, I'm not saying that. I understand people believe in government and all that. I'm talking about when you p- put it in the clearest of terms. When you say, and I love this, this is Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land. This is the, the world's absolute shortest political quiz. Do you believe products and services should be provided at the barrel of a gun? Yes or no? Answer yes, you're a nutcase. Answer no, you're a regular individual like the rest of us. Those, that's the division. And the fact is, there are people that believe in pointing guns at people. Many of them work for the government, and those are the people we need to be against, not immigrants. I think that uh, there are uh, services that need to be uh, brought at the point of a gun. I think that those uh, services are correction. Man. No, I'm not. Correction oh, for Oh, that's only if you violated someone's have, rights. Well, right. They, well, now, that's not the same thing, Mark. We're talking about... It's, it's a service uh, and a product. product but that the product service, is jail. The service you're not is... Servicing, you're not servicing the, the person you're putting in jail. You're servicing your customer who hired you to protect them. So it's okay. To, it's hired. okay to have government in the case of putting locking up and putting away people that uh, commit crimes against other people, right? No, it's never okay to have a government because government, by definition, funds itself by pointing guns at people. It's okay to have an organization, a private organization, that actually keeps people safe, that funds itself on a voluntary basis. Yeah, that's okay. Let's continue with the calls and talk to Larry in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Larry. How you doing, boys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Long time no see. You know. When you talk to a presidential uh, candidate as to uh, as to uh, these uh, these people are coming here from Mexico, they don't have any do- thing to do with that. When those people come over here into a state jurisdiction, the state has complete jurisdiction over them, and they can do with them anything that they want to. The only thing that they've got us confused is turning one of us against the other to make the think that the federal's got the authority when the federals don't have any authority. You are at absolutely all. right. Constitutionally okay. it is a state's issue. I'm Great not sure that's call. True. Larry, appreciate it. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free. Hey, if you've missed a moment of the show, we've got the archives right there on the front page of the website. They're right there. You just download them. There's no logging in, no membership fee. Just click and enjoy on us. FreeTalkLive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item, which, by the way, they feature over 18,000 adult entertainment products. With your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off if you enter through AdamEve.com slash talk. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls, and uh, we talk. To Travis in Montana. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live listening on KGEZ. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? I uh, just want to say I uh, listen to you a lot, but uh, first time calling in. You guys cover a lot of good subjects. Welcome, welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, man, there's so much to talk about in so little time. Uh, I thought it was fun, comical that a uh, guy called up from uh, Slad Valley, because that's actually where I live. But uh, We get an help. incredible amount of participation from KGEZ listeners there. They're an amazingly participative ar- audience for such a small market. Yeah, I absolutely love it, too. You know, Montana, great place to live, but uh, 
Californians, you know, they move up here because they can sell a, a small home down there for $500,000. They come up here and they buy 20 acres, you know, with uh, sure. excellent elk property and whatnot and uh, build a $200,000 home, you know. And uh, the only problem I have with that is uh, they tr- try to change Montana into California. Which right. Doesn't, you know, you the know. So- they, they leave California because all the taxes and the socialism stinks. And what do they do? They bring their stinking socialist ideas. We out have there. the same problem here in New Hampshire with the mass holes, as they're called, coming up here and uh, doing the exact same thing, bringing their big government nonsense here. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, you know, just uh, recently up by uh, leave Whitefish, you know, they... They uh, buy a bunch of property, only so many people, you know, if you got a million dollars in your bank account, you can build a house there, and it's primetime elk country, you know. And up here in Montana, we like to hunt elk, and uh, now it's all closed off, you know. What? Kind of yeah. You can't, uh, you can't hunt the elk? Just Why? due to residential deals, you know, people buying up the property, and then I they see. close it off, and then, you know, you're not allowed to uh, access that property anymore. Well, that makes but sense. It is their property and private property. It, 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 you know, it's, it's, sure. but it just sucks to a, an extent that uh, Montanans can't afford to buy that property, but right. uh, some, you know, coming from California can. Bummer. Uh, other than that, uh, I was going to freak out about uh, watching the news. I am so tired about hearing uh, about just Iowa and all those states <laughs> as far as uh, people running for the presidency, you know. Yeah. Whatever happened to just, you know, if you have so many votes, you know, that's it. You know, you're the primary person, but why, why is it such a big deal that the Electoral College, I mean, that just seems so messed up to me. You know, the, the Electoral College doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of Americans, but I can tell you it, it helps the smaller states be represented. Smaller by population, I mean. Yeah. Basically, um, New York, California, Texas, and Florida would be the ones that would... Uh, would decide who the president was. They wouldn't um, campaign anywhere else, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. They wouldn't care what the heck was being said in, uh, out there in Kalispell. They just they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care what was going on in some little place like New Hampshire, in New York Iowa. City, and L.A. and pretty much it. Right, and and you can pretty much be you could forget a Republican getting in office. Yeah. Well, I mean, up here, up here, you know, we probably have nine hundred thousand people, and I bet you seven hundred thousand of them would uh, vote for Ron Paul. But you know, it's like with the Electoral College, you know, what we got two or something like that. So it's like, you'd have even less. <laughs> so, yeah. What? You'd have even what less representation. Someone up in uh, North Montana, you know. Uh, well, you've got, just, say, 900,000 people. There are 300 uh, million people in the United States. that You don't have exactly. a per- 1% of the population. It, you, um, you have, at this point, uh, more electoral representation than you do in population. It makes, it makes some sense for smaller states. It also maintains a certain amount of uh, states' rights. You know, it was, like the, it, was the, it was the token nod to the uh, southern states after they lost the uh, Civil War. Um, yeah. there's been, there are some articles on the Internet as to why America wouldn't exist any longer if it wasn't for the Electoral College. It's, it's pretty... Damn that Electoral College. A- academic stuff, well, there'd just be something more tyrannical in its place. That's presumptuous of you. <laughs> well, That's probably the, true. The evidence so far is that when one government goes away, another one comes in its place. Yet. That much is true, but uh, I think we'd be better off uh, if we just had more compete. If all 50 states were competing more so than they are today. I would I'd like to see a lot more competition between yeah. states. Hey, good hearing from and you. I just uh, wanted to add too that uh, yeah. as far as talking about the uh, the small, you know, deals as far as uh, the rules and regulations as, as far as uh, the federal government have, I, I would just say you know what the whole thing needs to just be revamped. I mean, it is so messed up, and like you hear about people talking about politicians who say that okay, well, uh, well, this person doesn't have any experience. You know what? We need people with no experience because they are so corrupted now 
that it's just sickening to even listen to it. Well, the you problem know? you're dealing with is power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, as Lord Acton says. And power also attracts the corruptible and attracts the already corrupt. So, you know, it's it's really more fantasy than anything else to say that, well, we need to elect a different crew of politicians to go into Washington and turn things around. Right. And, and uh, the power is still going to corrupt the, the new guys, just like the old ones are corrupt. Well, look at Ron Paul. He's the exception to the rule. Ron Paul, you can look at his voting record and see that he hasn't been changed, as he said in one of the debates. Well, he hasn't principal. been changed by Washington, but he's the only one. Yeah. He, uh, one out of 535, there are a couple of others that are sort of liberty-ish, <laughs> but that's about it, man. I mean, the idea that there's going to be some radical change in Washington, D.C., you know, if you had the opportunity, let's say, to vote for uh, Montana to secede there, would you take that opportunity? I don't know. That's all I want to say. It's <laughs> a good one to think about, because I would. Thanks for the call, man. We hope to hear from you again. It was a great call. 800-259-9231. We continue and talk to Trey in Texas. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, Trey. What's on your mind? Um, well, you guys were having a discussion last night, and I just tuned in, so I'm hoping I'm not beating a dead horse right now, but... You're talking about um, drugs There's really nothing the we like better than beating was, dead horses I was going to say, it happens all the time on Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night y'all were talking about um, drugs in the marketplace versus the black market. Yes. And, and in particular, salvia came up. Mm. And I thought, I just wanted to share my experience with purchasing salvia because I thought it was uh, a perfect exhibit of how the free market would work. Okay, and yeah, let's talk in. about this, but let me pre preface for all the listeners that have never heard of such a thing. Uh, because because salvia is legal, most people haven't heard of it. Believe it can you believe that? <laughs> um, but it's a fully legal drug. It's, uh, it's, got, it's got its roots in uh, Indian culture. Uh, they, a lot of it was grown down in uh, the Oxaca region of Mexico. And they, it's um, a unique psychedelic. It's they use one of the it. only ones that comes from its kind of genotype or whatever it the, is. Right. The shamans, uh, essentially, they used it to have uh, transcendent experiences and that sort of thing. And basically, it, you trip for five to ten minutes uh, if you do it right. I have yet to experience that trip, but what did you experience? Well, let me get to the experience at the end. Um, first, I'd like to talk about going to the head shop to buy it. Sure. And it was like it was a normal smoke shop, you know. And when I went in there on the wall, they had um, like four or five different concentration levels mm -hmm. of salvinorin A. That's what they do is they concentrate salvinorin A and then kind of put it back on these chopped up leaves. That's correct. And so that's how you get the five X, the ten X, the fifteen X. So they were offering like five X to forty X, you know, these wow. different concentrations of it here. And the lady behind the counter, actually, when I told her I was interested, produced documentation for me with tips on how to do it, where to do it, who to do it with, what the effects are. Awesome. Trey, I want you to finish your story. We're going to bring you back. More with Trey and his story about Salvia and how the marketplace could distribute drugs and it would make it safer for everyone. More on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those 
on us, including the wiki. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive there. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and the Secret Service on November the 14th, 2007. And all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org. Sign up for their updates. Register for their class action suit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. 800-259-9231. We need to change that copy mark because it's no longer a class action suit. Oh, what is it It's a lawsuit naming each of the over 3,000 individuals that has signed up so far. So it's changed a bit. Anyway, the details are at libertydollar.org. We go back to Trey in Texas. Trey, who is telling us about his experience purchasing salvia, which is a legal drug. It uh, can get you quite high. In fact, uh, some have say uh, some say it is a uh, an absolute psychedelic that you will trip for five to ten minutes uh, if you take this. And therefore, there are certain ways uh, that you need to be safe about taking this particular uh, narcotic. In which case, uh, you were giving us your experience, Trey. You'd gone into a head shop, and you found that there were different um, mixes of the drug, different concentrations, regular salvia on up to uh, 5, 10, and even 20x uh, salvia was available. How high did it go? Was it up to 40 or 20, Trey? Up to 40, and I've heard of it going up to 50, though I would not recommend that if I could say that. Uh, But, yeah, just going on from there, yeah. And she offered me a bunch of literature on it. Oddly enough, I'd seen the exact same literature because – like I'd recommend to everyone else, rely on the person selling you a product to tell you if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to know that on your own before you go in there. Sure. Uh, so I knew what I wanted going in there. I was fully informed. I went in there and got it. She offered me a lot of information. And to contrast that quickly with something that a lot of people, I'm sure, in my age bracket would be buying on the street would be like an ecstasy tab yeah. where you have absolutely no idea what the contents are, what it's based from, what the, what the concentration is. You don't you don't even know that it's ecstasy. That's right. True. You don't know anything so, about it. And they make it out of all kinds of different stuff. I mean, it's not just pure MDMA. I've had right, some right. that uh, I actually bought a testing kit and tested some. Uh, I had some that was pure DXM, didn't have a you know a trace cough of medicine. real ecstasy in it. Yep, I paid twenty bucks a pill for cough medicine. Well, luckily, never had to run into anything like that. But uh, it, I mean, that's the risk you run into, right? So, well, you're right, and, and you're then, do, you're drawing a wonderful contrast between how the black market operates in that you know shady, questionable dealers selling you a shady, questionable product with no product information versus the real the you know the marketplace, the legal marketplace where it's it's right out, clear in the open what you're purchasing, the concentration, and you even get helpful uh, information along with it. It's just a completely absolutely. different world. So, and then just to briefly share with you guys what the experience was like, it was, um, Cynthia, and you haven't quite gotten there yet, it was, I would say it's basically like a six-hour acid trip rolled into five minutes. It is uh, by far the most intense psychedelic I've ever tried, and I would highly recommend having a sober sitter next to you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're going to do such a thing, I don't recommend psychedelics at all. I don't think it's, uh, it certainly didn't do anything for me in my life, and, and... I, I, I think I would have been better off not having done such a thing. But um, if you are going to well, do I it... Disagree. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. You may disagree. You're welcome to. Yeah. But having a sitter is a good idea. You and I Absolutely. can agree on that. And 
Now, I will tell you right now it is um, of the utmost importance with this one in particular because if you do achieve the trip like, uh, the, you know, the most intense form, you are quite literally in another world and have no conception of Earth or this life or anything. That sounds very out there, but I'm just saying it to point out that you are completely unable to control yourself in any manner. In, in the, I would say, about yeah. 30 seconds to three minutes that you are tripping really hard. Yep. After you come out of that, you go into this 10 or 15-minute period of sheer paranoia. That's what comes next. <laughs> now, I, I'll tell you this also. If you never want anyone to try a drug, give them salvia for their first drug. Really? And they will never try another drug in their life. Wow. It, I, I happen to enjoy it. I go into I, I very rarely do I take a psychedelic, but I go into it with a lot of research beforehand, mm -hmm. make sure I'm in a positive attitude the day before so I don't go into a bad trip. There's a lot of and, – and I was ready for it, and I wanted to experience it. Now, if you're just doing it on a whim, you're going to think the devil's taking over your life and trying to eat your face. I mean, it's wow. really a hard drug, and I want that to be – clear if you don't i mean if you don't trip if you don't quite reach that stage it's not so frightening but literally if you get to that stage there's nothing i can think of that's anywhere near as intense as that what was the uh, what was the concentration you purchased um, I did 10x, and I used it in a water pipe with a torch lighter, which is the method they uh, say because you want to get it hot enough, mm -hmm. so you want the torch lighter, and uh, apparently the water pipe is the best method. And, of course, and there's, uh, there's good information and uh, interesting stories all Arrowhead. online at arrowid.org, E-R-O-W-I-D.org. Do your research um, before you do something like that. And also, guys, before I let you go, stop talking drug talk here, and I hate to transition to this after that kind of talk, but tomorrow during the, um, you know, the fun raising drive, most cities around the country, or a lot of them where there's any concentration of Ron Paul supporters, are going to be having gatherings. There's one in Austin at 3 p.m. by the Capitol. We're going to have a bunch of people out there, our own little mini blimp. Cool. It's going to be a lot of fun, <laughs> and I think you should look in uh, your town and going on like that, because I have a feeling it's going to be like a party. Very by 3 cool. 3 p.m., I'm sure there's already going to be millions there. We need Everyone's to talk more about the up. Tea Party thing here in moments. Great call, uh, Trey. Thank you for making it and uh, including people in on a wonderful comparison between the marketplace, selling drugs in the marketplace, and selling them in a prohibited black marketplace. It's just a totally different world. And if you really want, if you really care about keeping kids safe, in regards to drugs, you have to support re-legalizing drugs. You have to. There's no other way about it. Because otherwise, your kids are at risk. Because the fact is, your kids are going to probably try some drugs during their life. You might want to think they won't, but odds are good. And uh, if they're buying them on the black market, as Trey pointed out, they have no idea what they are getting. No idea. I uh, I envy people across the United States who can uh, go to little gatherings for their tea parties uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're slated to have a blizzard up here in New England. That's and true. I don't think that there's going to be a very big uh, crowd in Boston for the uh, the tea party, and I don't think I'm I'm, I'm not going to make the two hour drive to Boston for it. I bet you there's going to be some hardcore Ron Paul people there, though, Mark. I, bet. I mean, they, it's probably, they probably not going to be as, in Boston. <laughs> it's probably not going to be as big as they were hoping, but uh, I think you might be surprised. These people are dedicated. Remember, these are the same people that went out in a blizzard the other day and did 50 houses. Uh, approaching them with Ron Paul um, paraphernalia. Walking in a blizzard is uh, something entirely different than driving a motor vehicle in a blizzard. Okay, that's true. 800-259-9231. We go to Adam in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with the and Mark. Hey, Adam. Adam. Hey, hey, what's on your mind? Um, I found something that the government is quick at. Oh, what's that? Quick? <laughs> uh -huh. I had a uh, traffic court case on um, Friday of last week. December 7th, mm -hmm. and I paid it with a check, and it takes about three business days for my bank to um, clear checks, and bam, on 
twelve eleven. There it is. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that happen. I paid my uh, property taxes here up in Keene recently, and I, it, they'd cleared that check before I even thought to, to to check on it. So yeah, when it comes to to collecting your money, they're Johnny on the spot. Well, the, you know, it's all at that point, all there are is as good as anybody else at collecting money. So I mean, it's not even like I'll achieved. sit on checks. I've got a few checks. I just sit on until I collect enough of them to make it worth my while to go to the yep. bank. So I don't know. You're, that's a great yeah. point, man. Anything else on your mind? Yeah, I was um, wondering, uh, are you guys um, asking to call people back just because uh, of prank callers? Is that what happened? Yeah, uh, basically uh, we had a, an issue with people getting on the air, just dropping F-bombs and that sort of thing, and we can't put our, our radio stations at risk. Um, yeah. So so what we've, what we've done is we've got a system where callers are just asked to give their phone number, and it's simply a verification system to verify that you are who you say you are. There's no, we're not selling your numbers or doing anything else beyond just verifying. I don't even know what the numbers are. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's how far they're getting. And, and if a if a cranker was to give his number and then actually go through with the crank, then we've got their phone number. Which uh, yeah, and then they and then they owe the FCC three hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Right? Yeah, well, send it to the cranker. That's a great idea. We don't have any problem with crank calls. We like a good creative crank call. Right. It's what the, we have a problem is dropping f bombs right. and uh, you know. Uh, uh, the kind of solicitous speech that's going to exactly. get our stations in trouble. There are a few things better than a creative crank call, which we don't get very many of these days. Thanks for the call, dude. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Crank call where, you know, you fool us and you, you know, you create a character and you get into the role. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to crank creatively, but the, uh, if you, that's not funny. No. 800-259-9231. Going to burn through a couple emails here. Hopefully your calls as well. In these remaining moments, this is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airways even in these remaining moments. On the live Saturday edition, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, that again, freetalklive.com. Now, there are different ways for you to support the show if you want to help uh, Free Talk Live out a little bit. Maybe make yourself look good at the same time because we've got all kinds of great Free Talk Live gear at the Free Talk Live store. Everything from T-shirts to hoodies to hats and even non-gear related stuff like uh, DVD classic archive collector sets. But to give you an extra incentive to uh, to place an order at the Free Talk Live store, especially during this holiday gift-buying season. We have our store manager, Johnson, on the line here to talk about a uh, an interesting little promotion. I don't know if it's quite accurate to call it a sale. I, I'd say it's more of a promotion than anything else that I think right. a lot of our listeners are going to be excited about. Johnson, what do we have in store? Well, you know, I just I was trying to come up with a promotion, and, you know, something we're slowly kind of, you know, I, I guess I'm slowly trying to uh, put the store together with a new uh, software to uh, upgrade how the store works, to be able to offer some shipping options and sort of uh, just upgrade the look of things and have there's stuff on the back end. I don't have any sort of way of managing um, inventory right now. Mm-hmm. And so everything I do in the back end for the store is all completely manual, which is why, for example, and, and I've got to actually update the store and I might as well uh, drop this on the air as part of the sale. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to offer any, um, well, I'll be able to offer on, in some of the larger sizes, but the full zip hoodies, we've run out of stock of three sizes very recently, and our flag, mm-hmm. our, the marketeer flag, have run out. And I'm reordering them, but because we don't have that back-end uh, inventory management, it's very hard for me to keep track of these things. Okay. But so, no one cares about your problems, Johnson. Why is that relevant? Well, no, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because those items aren't going to be available in this sale that we're going to have. Oh, um, I see. 
so as part of this promotion, they can't well, back they can't back order them. They can absolutely back order oh, okay. them, and it will apply towards that. Okay. Um, what this promotion is is going to be if you place an order that includes I, uh, a T-shirt, any T-shirt that we have, um, the Marketeer T-shirt or the Free Talk Live T-shirts, we will donate the money, the amount of money that you would ordinarily be spending on shipping. And we will send that to Ron Paul. Uh, basically, the idea behind this is that the money bomb is happening tomorrow. So what we want to do is we want to keep the money flowing. So to ring in the new year, that's when we're going to make a, a donation based on the total amount of orders that we've received. So from, from here, and we should probably open it up now since we're announcing it a couple hours early. Uh, but basically from right now on through the end of the year... Anybody that orders a T-shirt at the Free Talk Live store, now that's regular style shirt, it doesn't include the bowling shirt, uh, right. but it's any regular style T-shirt, we will contribute, and it's actually going to be you personally, Johnson, you personally will be contributing uh, $10 to the Ron Paul campaign. So what a great way for people to have an excuse to, uh, to buy something from the Free Talk Live store yeah, and also contribute biggest- to the campaign. One of the biggest complaints thus far about it is because we we only use private shipping. We don't want to go with the government uh, on our uh, shipping order. You know, on our uh, on anything that we ship, we don't want to go with the the, the product as it has been supported by force. So, well, not only that, but uh, UPS and FedEx offer uh, tracking. superior tracking. They offer tracking. They offer free insurance. There's mm-hmm. just all these different things. There's so many reasons to go with them, but people have been complaining a little bit about the price. And if they are Ron Paul supporters, this sort of gives them an excuse to be able to get free shipping on any, you know, on any order that includes a T-shirt. So I felt that that was just a good way of kind of getting started before, uh, you know, I upgrade the store. Well, I, I don't know if you can really call it free shipping because they're still paying. It's just that we are taking that money and turning it the around. Shipping is being well. If we if we are doing if they wanted to make a you know a ten dollar donation or more to Ron Paul, then uh, they can take that money and apply it towards that. And then it essentially does become free shipping. You know, it depends on how you how you want to look at it. That's true. Uh, but either um, way, now here's a technical question. What if they order two T-shirts in the same order? What happens then? Well, two T-shirts in the same order, that's, you know, it's any order that includes a, at least one T-shirt. So, so it's $10. It'll be $10 if you order five shirts or one shirt. It's 10 bucks yeah. we're, we're sending to Ron Paul. I, I can only afford so much. I'm, you know, a four-college student at the moment. We don't, so. we don't have huge margins on these products. I mean, we're not getting these in at pennies on the dollar. Now, so. now, to be clear, one thing I do want to definitely be clear about is that the ladies' shirts have a different order. And originally, I was just going to sort of say, well, sorry, ladies, because those shirts, we sort of went with like a designer brand name, and those are just very expensive for us to manufacture. I can't offer the same uh, free shipping on the ladies, the, the cap sleeve T-shirt, but what I did is I looked, kind of crunched the numbers, and I decided that we can go half on that. So it'll be $5 if you order a ladies T-shirt. Uh, and you're sending out an update later about this, correct? That's so, right. So everybody uh, on the updates list will get all the details. Again, this starts right now. I'll post that on the store. So Great idea. Um, it goes from now through the end of the year. Any order that includes a regular T-shirt in both a Free Talk Live and Free Marketeer variations, $10 will go to the Ron Paul campaign. If it's a ladies' tee, we'll send $5 to the Ron Paul campaign. That's even more than an endorsement from Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is donating to the Ron Paul campaign. How cool is that, though, Mark? Is that a great deal or what? I, I think that's a good thing. If, you, right. if, if somebody was on the fence or thinking about getting um, one of the items from the uh, Free Talk Live store, now's the opportunity. Now, there you go. Um, Mark, I think I know what the third issue that you have with Ron Paul is. Well, what's that? 
I believe you have a problem probably with his stance on how he wants to abolish the IRS. No, I don't know. I mean, how, Mark, then would we pay for all the government programs that you seem to support on a regular basis on the show? Somehow the government made it. (laughs) Somehow or another, the government made it without the IRS for the first more than 100 years. But I mean, there's so many more people now. Without the IRS, what would happen? I, I I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to find out. Yeah, Johnson. Thanks for the call, man. Anything Have else? All right, man. Have a good one. See you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So go to store.freetalklive.com. Place your order between now and the end of the year, and we'll send some money to the Ron Paul campaign. Very cool. The website will be updated later tonight. We'll send out an update to remind you about that. Uh, once again, store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Vince in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Vince. Hi, Mark. Ian, how are you doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind? Listen, I, you know, I, I hear you guys talk about loss of freedoms every day, but, you know, um, there's a little movement going on in this country where employers are requiring the employees to have their checks deposited or have their pay deposited, what they call EBT. Right. Yeah. Uh, direct deposit. Electronic deposit, sure. Electronic deposit. But what else they don't realize is that they're signing an agreement to if there's a dispute resolution or, you know, a creditor, you know, says you owe money to them, they just have to send a letter and then they can take it into court later or small claims or civil court, Hmm. depending on the amount of the judgment. And then they can start placing levies on that person's account. Well, they could, they couldn't they do that anyway, if they were just cutting you a check. With a check? Oh, sure. But so then it's not an issue necessarily with uh, getting paid well, electronically. EBTs are different because it requires you to have an account. And if you don't have an account, then we'll get one for you hmm. and give you a card of some type. And then they charge very exorbitant fees. Well, now, if you owe somebody some money, then I don't see what the problem is with having your pay well, yeah, I, I, I don't see any problem. You know, but what I'm saying is that there's certainly been creditors out there that have claimed that somebody owes them money that does not, in fact, you know, the other person doesn't feel like they owe them money, they, yeah. they and that's money. that's an issue of uh, arbitration and, and the courts, and I don't think that a creditor should be able to uh, garnish someone's wages until they have a court order. There needs to be some sort of judgment I, there. I don't yeah. know anything about this, what he's claiming with EDT here. I think people should check into it. It sounds like a warning to me. Very good, Vince. But, but, but they, can, they can put a hold on your account until it's resolved via the courts or whatever. All the more reason to have a safe in the basement with uh, filled with solid gold Krugerrands, or better yet, buried in the backyard. Vince, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. We're short on time. Uh, one more thing. We need to talk about Tea Party 07. Um, simply because I'm participating, and I presume, Mark, you will yeah, as well. I, I've just decided that I'm going to, too. TeaParty07.com. It's the Ron Paul uh, money bomb. Now, maybe you heard about the first money bomb happened in November, on November 5th, uh, to celebrate Guy Fawkes Day. This time, they're going to do it bigger and uh, bigger. And big and better. Uh, last time it was over $4.3 million that the Internet supporters of Ron Paul, for the most part on the Internet, uh, contributed all in a 24-hour period. It starts tonight at midnight. Well, they're only going to do it bigger and better if more people come and donate more money. Well, that's true. And that's so everybody. I'm, do- I'm going in twice as much this time. Uh, so, uh, once again, it's TeaParty07.com to learn more about that. It starts at midnight tonight. It goes all through tomorrow, December 16th. And it's going to be another record-setting day, I have a feeling. Right. And now, Ron Paul got 
quite a few articles out of the uh, the big day, the four point three million dollar day. Big coverage. Uh, the, he ha- he got coverage. His goal for the quarter was twelve million dollars. He's currently at eleven point five million dollars. He's clearly going to uh, kick that uh, goal right through the field uh, for the through the goalposts, and that's going to be more news stories. So yep. This is an opportunity for us to make news happen for Ron Paul and quite possibly have liberty in our lifetimes. This is the kind of thing that we need to support. Get a step closer, at least. Certainly closer. uh, Okay, so it's happening tomorrow. We won't be on the air tomorrow because it's Sunday, but we'll certainly talk about it Monday. And in the meantime, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And I promise we'll finish the Naked Rambler story Monday night. See you then. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.